So welcome to my show. Today I'm going to be talking about uh, the Brothers Karamazov, which has picked up in talk recently. Um, you know, there's a few podcasts, specifically, you know, Lex Friedman, Jordan Peterson, saying it's possibly the best book ever. And after reading it, um, it is hefty. It's around, the version I had was around a thousand pages. So it is a big book. Um, it is a bit slow to start, but I really, really did like it. And it's one of those books where when it ends, you do realize it's a good book, but you almost have to, you know, think about it for a few days and um, just go over some of the themes that were that were in the book. And it takes a while to settle in and really, um, once you think about it, maybe read some opinions on it and uh, some of the analysis on it, you really start to appreciate, you know, the small things in the details that are that really make this uh, book beautiful. So today and specifically, I'm going to be talking uh, mostly about the three brothers in the book. There is technically four brothers. One of them's an illegitimate son uh, from the father who kind of uh, shagged the town idiots. And um, everyone kind of knows that it's his son. But uh, instead of being a legitimate son, he's essentially a household uh, servant. But I'm going to mainly be talking about the three brothers. Um, And before I do that, I just want to give... A bit of uh, more background on the book in terms of uh, my opinion on it. So it was a relatively simple plot. It's a murder mystery, essentially. Um, someone kills the brother, the brother's father, uh, Fyodor Karamazov, and um, and the whole book's essentially trying to find out um, who did it. But it's mainly focused around the conversations people have within the book, people's views. Um, you know. There's conversations in the book that aren't necessarily related to the murder that really um, uh, ask your they, they ask you some big questions. Um, so it's a relatively simple plot, but it's really in the themes. So if you're looking for a book that you know doesn't really require too much thinking, you just want a really really good story and maybe not as many big questions, then this probably isn't the book for you. But if you're into philosophy, into psychology. I would say that this book is amazing in terms of how it portrays its characters, how you think you pretty much know every single character, or at least their traits. Um, Even the most irrational people reason as to why they're doing it, and you think, you know, maybe I could have that kind of train of thought at some point. Um, He is a, Dostoevsky is a master of human psychology, and that is clear. And you're kind of hoping for these big, you know, kaboom moments where um, something out of this world happens, like in movies or or other books. But in reality, if you are a master of psychology and, you know, you're just trying to explore the human mind, uh, this book relates to that in terms of it's about real life. And in real life, realistic things happen. And, um, you know, the ending, I won't spoil it, but essentially... I was kind of waiting for something crazy to happen and then it just kind of ended on a pretty good note but you're kind of left wondering about certain things and I think Dostoevsky kind of did that on purpose um, and you know you're not always gonna have this fairy tale happy ending uh, he ended on a, a good note like I said a, a happy note and it kind of leaves you with some hope and it's kind of the message he was trying to send but if you're making a realistic novel you know you have to to stop it somewhere and um, I kind of like that in terms of it was the first one of the first novels I've read where 
you know, it didn't have this boom, kabang ending and, you know, you close the book. Um, it was really just, you kind of just have to sit with it. And I was honestly disappointed when it ended, but I was like, damn, like, went through a thousand pages and, you know, didn't really get this crazy ending. But the more I started to think about it, I was like, wow, that is, all I can say is it's a beautiful book and it's a, it seems like a realistic story. And I think that's the main reason why it touched people because it seemed real you like the characters and uh, you can relate to them. They're not these, you know, these super unique one-of-one characters that may be fun to read about but aren't realistic and it's kind of hard to connect to. Uh, so that's the main feeling I have about this story. I almost feel like I know them. I know the people. Um, and, you know, you're in their perspective a lot. They're, you're in their head a lot. You're in their thoughts a lot. So you kind of end up feeling like you know them and that's that's probably my favorite part and the most unique part about this book so now i'm going to be talking a bit about the brothers and i'll start with the oldest of the brothers dimitri um very interesting character and i feel like i know someone literally just like him <clears throat> but he's a very passionate person um you can tell he doesn't really think much about consequences um, it's not that he's a bad person, and it's not that he's an amazing person, but he's really susceptible to his uh, passions. Uh, the, the word you use for someone like this, you know, commonly Dimitri's called essentialist, so just really about his passions. Um, so if he loves a girl, he loves a girl and will go to the end of the world, do crazy things for her. Um, if he gets a thought in his head, he will pursue it uh, like no other and his his mood can change very quickly and he's very passionate about what he does almost to a fault um, and it kind of uh, displays what a person can be if they don't have too much discipline or uh, thought i agree you have to have some sense of um, some sense of just winging it just doing what your gut tells you but you also need to evaluate certain things but like i said he's not a bad person he's just really susceptible to just doing whatever he wants uh, whenever he wants and he actually has a sense of honor which i really appreciated it made the story a lot more realistic around him and him, it made him a lot more relatable um, because he had just a certain moral code where he would you know do these crazy things like he once beat up someone in the middle of the street you know he dragged them out from a bar by their hair and, and beat them up yet he would hate to be considered a thief or someone who is like just un unhonor honorable so that made his character a lot more realistic and in terms of what i think you can learn from this character is that you know it's good to have passion that's what life is about it's good to feel these emotions but don't let them override you don't let them uh uh, get the best of you have somewhat of a filter and just kind of ride the line where um you're not doing anything dumb but you do have a sense of passion you aren't dull to emotion um and he he did have a great um let's say comeback story but he becomes a better man after a lot of his suffering um he did find god while he was in prison and although god's mentioned a lot in this book there's a lot of religious themes 
I think you can almost replace God with love. Um, it's really about love, and it's not really about Jesus Christ. Um, it's really about just being a good person and lo a loving person, and I think that's what maybe Dimitri was lacking a lot of. Maybe a bit of he needed more love for himself as well as just love for other people, and he did find that in the end, um, and he did become a better man, even though he was wrongly found guilty. He did uh, become a better man uh, because of his suffering, and I think everybody can take something from that. Um, everyone has been through something, and I think it's it's good if you can come out the other side, having analyzed yourself, realized where you went wrong, realized what's in your control, what's out of your control, and just be more loving uh, because of it. So the next character I'll be talking about is Yvonne, and he is extremely intelligent. That's probably the first thing you have to say about him. You know, if you were to do an IQ test out of everyone in the book, he would probably uh, rank near the top. And it's almost the death of him in terms of his his intelligence and his need for a logical answer. And you can only do so much with words and logic, I think. Um, you know, he, he presents these arguments and in, mainly in these three or two chapters, Rebe Rebellion and the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, which are some of the greatest chapters in the history of writing. Uh, it's widely considered that, and I really enjoyed them. You know, uh, the Grand Inquisitor was a pretty big chapter, but I didn't wasn't really even looking at the page numbers. It was just going by, um, and he almost rejects God in terms of he presents the argument that you know if there's all this suffering in this world, if there's you know children who are being beaten and you know other horrible things that I won't get into. He kind of lays them out a lot more gruesomely. How can there be a God? And, well, not not just that. Well, if there is a God, how can he have this type of world? And he kind of rejects him, saying, uh, uh, just due to the world we live in, I don't accept God. I, I'm not saying he doesn't exist, but I just, he gave me a ticket, and I'll, I'll give it back because I just don't accept him. And... By your first glance, you know, he does he does have a point, you know. Uh, I'm not necessarily overly, overly religious, but I'm not not religious. Um, it's just that there's certain things and arguments that you can't, um, can't win with words. He, he likes words. He likes logic. He likes these things, and... And there, there'll never be an answer for something like that. You know, you could try to reason all day long, and he ends up driving himself insane due to trying to think about this world we live in and uh, good or evil and all those things. And you'll, you'll never find an answer to these huge philosophical questions. The best you can do is just be loving. And I'll get into the, I guess, probably the main character or the my favorite character, Alyosha, next, but... There's certain things that can only be answered with love, not words, not logic, but love. And, you know, it is shit that we live in a world where these things happen. And uh, it doesn't mean you have to be believe in God to combat them, but you should be loving. You should love your neighbor and you should just be a good person above all. And if if you constantly thinking about these things, trying to be logical about them, if that's stopping you from being a loving person and driving yourself insane, then that's pro that's definitely an issue and you can become a better person if you just focus on your actions and 
how nice you are to people and your morals instead of trying to just reason through life. And I can definitely relate to Yvonne in a way. Uh, you know, there's a time in my life where I was around 17, 18 years old. I was, just got accepted to a university program for science. I was still in high school, but I I was very cocky. You know, I, I maybe need to get humbled. And it's not that Yvonne's cocky, but it's more so that I was very logical. I didn't have much sympathy for people. I looked at things very black and white and I probably didn't have too much love in me and like for example I would maybe be pretty harsh to people and I would just disregard them if you know maybe they went to university for a degree that I didn't find uh, uh, useful and I was like you know I'm cool because I'm in science and you know you're in this you know social you know arts program and and like you know you can logic that that's true you know, you, you, you probably can, but does that make you a better person? Does that help you out with your mental mental health or um, just in terms of your mental state? I mean, um, does that make you more loving? Do people want to be around that? Um, someone who's, you know, just pure logic and almost like zero amount of... he's Yvonne's kind of the complete opposite, opposite of Dimitri in terms of Dimitri doesn't have much logic, but he's all about passion and, and you know, just uh, to a crux. But Yvonne's just pure logic and like a almost like a robot, but he does end up becoming more loving, but he does also drive himself crazy with this, you know, logic-driven uh, uh, thought process. And sometimes you just need to blindly love. And, you know, you could ask these questions if God why God created this world in this way, but sometimes you just need to blindly love and your life will be better for it. The people around you will be better for it. And um, that's, I think, how we can benefit uh, from looking at Yvonne's character. Uh, you know, it's not bad to be smart, but you do need to have some sympathy and just, you know, just a good amount of love in your, in your bones. And that leads me into talking about Alyosha. And I would have loved to talk about him first, you know, I don't know if, how many people stayed for this long to listen, but I would have loved to talk about him first. But I just think we, I need to talk about him last in terms of that he's the answer. He is someone you should strive to be. He is has aspects that his other brothers could probably uh, take from him. He's such a model person. He's very stoic. Everyone is attracted to him, can trust him. And that's just because he's authentic. He's not putting up a front. He is treating everybody uh, um, as as they should. Like he could talk to a homeless person, and he would talk to them the same way as as if he was talking to a king. He is a simple man, you know, not the most intellectual, especially compared to Ivan or Ivan. But he's just such a a model person that we can can look to. And it's hard to describe describe this uh, over o- with words. It's almost you know after eight eight hundred to a thousand pages of this book, then you feel like you get to know him. And he treats every situation the same. He's not judgmental, um, and it's just such a good approach for life. Um, and he and that mainly is because he has faith. In, in Jesus and again that's not the main point of this novel in my opinion 
I think Dostoevsky was a religious and Christian, but you can replace Jesus with just love and purpose. And his his purpose was to just have good interactions with people. Um, and you know he would uh, he was a role model for kids in the book. And you can argue all day what is right or what is wrong, like Ivan does. And, and like I said, you'll never really know. But with love and affection and just trying to be a good person, the results are tangible and impactful. Um, like there's so many instances in the book, like for example, one at the end where Dimitri, before he goes on trial and most likely gets sent to prison, he wants to see Katerina um, at the end of the book. And uh, he really needs to see her. And Alyosha is the one who brings her to Dimitri and this seems like a simple thing it's like yeah he just told her to go but and, and see him but he was the only one that could have made that happen everyone respects his opinion and uh, because he doesn't do any wrong he, you can tell he doesn't have any like a bad bone in his body and he's like hard to say no to in that because he's if he's saying it he it's probably for good reason and if you can just be that type of mediator person where your your opinion means so much because you are looking at things objectively and um, are are just doing everything with love, then then I think you can make the world a better place. And I think that's what Dostoevsky's message was: just have blind faith, just be uh, good to people. You don't have to be crazy smart to have an impact in this world. Um, and I don't know how else to describe him. It maybe sounds like I said a lot without saying much, but he is someone that everyone can learn from. I, I really suggest you read the book and you can get a sense of, uh, his, his just, his nature. And, um, like you learn, he's the hero of the story from very early on. And you think, well, how do he spoil that? So that's why you're expecting some big moments where Alyosha is going to save the day but he just he's just a hero throughout the story he is a model person and that's what like I said earlier on that's what makes this book amazing it's a realistic book you feel like you can get something out of it because it's real it's not some crazy wild story like for example you know Life of Pi or something like that so I would I would definitely say he's stoic. Um, he doesn't complain. He just does what he thinks right. Never asks uh, too much from anyone. And on that note, I would just like to end on a, a quote from uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, uh, the great stoic uh, Roman emperor. And this kind of sums up Alyosha, in my opinion. All right. When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself, the people I deal with today will be meddling, ungrateful, arrogant, dishonest, jealous, and surly. They are like this because they can't tell good from evil, but I've seen the beauty of good and the ugliness of evil, and have recognized that the wrongdoer has a nature related to my own, not of the same blood or birth, but the same mind, possessing a share of the divine. And so no, none of them can hurt me. No one can implicate me in ugliness. Nor can I feel angry at my relative or hate him. We were born to work together, like feet 
hands and eyes, like the two rows of teeth, upper and lower. To obstruct each other is unnatural. To feel anger at someone, to turn your back on him, these are obstructions.